This is the Scum and Sneak fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty fantasy football league that we are all in. Oh, doggy, another week in the book, Sneak. Feels good. I love it. Week three felt uh, felt good. I think a lot of people are happy and excited and joyful for the future. And after this week, which is week four, we'll be a quarter of the way done. Mm-hmm. Just Ugh. a boot. And that's, you know, definitely a marker because, yeah, it's still early in the season. But, you know, you've only got so much time after this first quarter to to make make up some ground, to make some changes, you know, because – once you get into those last three or four weeks, you, you could be in a hard press spot to find trade partners, to find waiver wire guys. You know, it's this is the time. Strike while the iron is hot. Take your hunter's chances and, and go for it. Like I did in Sneak League. Yeah, super true. You know, the last couple of weeks of the season, if you're already have been out of it, there's no like final pushes. So like if you're already in a hole, Looking at you and I, zero <laughs> and three, our playoff chances are starting to get very slim. So if you're in that same boat, don't uh, wait too much longer because bye weeks are going to start hitting. Yeah, and, we, and just whoever else knows may happen. So uh, yeah, week four. I'm going to say right now, scum. Week four is going to be pivotal for everybody, everyone's team. It is pivotal, but also something to think about too is, you know, you can you can get in the playoffs with three losses. So all you have to do is run the table the rest of the way. Own three is not okay. the worst. Okay. Well, so, you're giving me a little bit of hope. Not the best, but not the worst. A five loss team is getting in for sure. So you got a little cushion too. I love when there's a little cushion. A little cushion for the pushing. Sneak. Before we get into our review and all that fun stuff. We got to do a nonsense minute and just big news coming from the realm of basketball. Okay. Uh, I think we like to dab- we like to dabble there a little bit, at least once a season on the Scum and Sneak Show. And as the biggest Blazer fan on the Scum and Sneak Show, we got to talk about it because Damian Lillard has been traded. He has. He has. Wow. I He's, missed the news. I know it's been, it's been it coming for a down. long time. Traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, three-team deal, lots of filler and picks. But essentially, Dame goes to the Bucks, Drew Holiday goes to the Blazers, and he'll probably get traded again. And then DeAndre Ayton goes to the – no, sorry. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton also goes to the Blazers. And then the Suns get Yusef and Nurkic. So those are like the big names in the trade, you know, all lots of other pieces. But – Rather than ask you for like your review and your breakdown, I want to ask you, who is your favorite Portland Trailblazer of all time? Oh, that's an easy one. That's the big go, Greg Oden. Oh, got you, right? Ohio State to, to the Blazers connection. Yeah, he's uh, he's my all-time uh, Blazer. He's the reason why I'm a Blazers fan. Uh, went over to the – was he drafted in 07? I decided – at that point, I was kind of all over the place with who I was trying to follow in basketball, and I knew I needed to settle down and follow a team uh, right out of – was it 07 when he was drafted? That sounds about right, yeah, with Kevin Durant. <clears throat> yeah, because I think that was that my my senior year mm-hmm. in high school or whatever it was. So I was like, all right, new team. And after being an Ohio State fan and after that run they had with Conley and Odin, 
I said, wherever he goes, I go. He went to Portland, and the rest is history. But I will admit I have not been uh, up on basketball for the last couple of years. So I just uh, – yeah, anyway. But the trade. So he doesn't, he doesn't go to Miami as he wanted. No, he doesn't. And I think – I mean, Miami probably – if they really wanted him, they should have just jumped on the deal that they had. You know, classic, like, I want to pay less. And then they got undercut by someone who was willing to pay with the picks and and had the third team deal. So, you know, it is basketball, but we can take away as dynasty managers, a lesson there. And you know what, if you want a guy, just, just go do it. Don't worry about all this value and not giving up too much nonsense. Get the guy, trust your gut and whatever happens happens. You know what? I, uh, I like that. You know, if you want a guy, go and get him. Don't hesitate. Don't, yeah, you just sometimes you have to make the move, and it sounds like in bat in the basketball world the Bucks did. So now you've got Lillard, you've got Giannis. Do they have anyone else that's good on their team? Um, Jordan Nora. Never heard of him. Team anymore. Nope, he's a Pacer now. Um, not really. I mean, like <laughs> a bunch of real guys. But so does that does that make them? And I know that didn't they win the championship like? three years ago or something yeah two or three does that bring them uh, back or no if you were to ask me i'd say no i think it's kind of a, a wash they trade offense for defense and they were all pretty they were pretty good on offense with Giannis. so but superstars you know drive drive things and they'll probably now get some some role players to to want to get there uh on the cheap and help fill out their depth so okay we'll see I don't, I don't love it. It's not ground shaking other than mm-hmm. uh, like the big names, but mm-hmm. who am I? I'm just a guy whose favorite Portland Trailblazer of all time is Brandon Roy. He's a good one. If if Roy, Odin, and uh, what's that? Who's the other guy? That, uh, Lillard. Yeah, Dame. If they were all, wait, right. Is that it? There's always something online about their like, if they would have all played to get, they know they only ever played. Who was it? Who's the third guy? Lamarcus Aldridge. Yes, that's Lamarcus. another big guy. Yeah, yeah. Sh- you know, Lamarcus is up there. He was always a he was always really really He's good, super and just good. A stout player. They only ever played like what sixty games together, and they were like fifty and ten or something in those games. I mean, so, I mean, if that, yeah, like the, all the well, Roy, to lesser extent, and Odin were just like. Burned really bright, really fast, and then just unfortunately, injuries got him. But love Brandon yeah. Roy. He's so good. Don't be mad at me, Jimbo, for my lack of laser <laughs> knowledge. Uh, I'm with you. I support you. We're we're together in this one, kind of. I just don't like basketball anymore, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, we've got – this has just been Jimbo's little run here on the on the pod. I mean, he ruined it by losing last week, but – Got a little Can you imagine if you now. would have won this? This pod might have become <laughs> become the scum and sneak and Jimbo pod. If he would have done it, we would have. But alas, he failed us. Have we never? Did we ever have him on? No. Can He's you imagine if he would have kept this run going as our white knight, and he would have just finally made an appearance on the scum and sneak show? Jimbo, come on the show, but you're always like flying or something. I don't know. Or on a bike. You're always running around the country in a Bronco. Doing, I don't know. Doing gosh knows what. Just, oh, I'm in Florida this week. Oh, I'm in Portland this week. Oh, I'm seeing da- Dashboard Confessional. Like, okay. What a life. He's always I guess. getting like good barbecue or getting good Mexican food. 
What a guy that that Jimbo. Anyway, we need to what move a, on. What a guy. All right. Uh Schneek, big big uh news from week three. What do you got besides the Dolphins are absolutely insane? Yeah, I'm just just overall NFL news, not really fantasy wise. That uh comeback win by the Packers was impressive, I thought. Uh Derek Carr was out, so you know, if he was playing and played the latter half of the game, maybe the Saints could have held their lead, but yeah, impressive comeback for sure. Yeah. And then like you mentioned, the Dolphins crazy scoring out first. I think there was like, I saw something online. There was like 10 instances of players getting like tackled at the one yard line or something like a lot of points being left on the, on the field. There was something, some stat like that. So like it, so fantasy wise, a lot of like down at the one type I saw yeah, those are always that. the worst, especially if they don't finish it. I think I know one of them, uh, it's more Jimbo talk. One of them was Puka, which would have been his first touchdown, but he uh-huh. got tackled, um, you know, right there. Maybe not the one, but right right in front of the uh, goal line. And then I can't, that's the last one I remember. But 10 seems like a lot, especially I'm sure those 10 were not, you know, then finished by that running back or the receiver, whoever it was. So super frustrating. Uh, I know there was a Jalen Hurts tush push again. So whoever that was on the one, probably, I don't remember, Gainwell, who knows. I feel like, and you know how we're, we're, you know how we're really good with stats, but I feel like there's a stat out there where like Calvin Johnson had some insane number of getting tackled, like within the five yard line on like a bunch of, like he could have, because I think one, he doesn't have the most touchdowns for like, is regarded as like one of the best receivers yeah. like of all time. Right. And I think there is a, and I'm probably, again, maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's a stat where he was tackled like within that five yard line range, like a lot. <laughs> Which That sounds familiar. I think I agree with you. And then also it's crazy because one, how, how do you tackle Kyle Johnson? Super hard to do. And also, you're huge just reach out your arms calvin you're right there. yeah well how come there's not a lot how come there's not more players diving from like the five what was it i think it's that part of it is that um fumble out of the end zone thing we saw with jefferson what like two right. weeks ago well, that was this was um, that this week no or was that last was week no you're right though with that, that this, yeah that yep that makes sense Probably but then you got, then you see they always go back to that highlight of Reggie Bush diving like nine yeah. yards or whatever it was, and it's like why don't doing a front if you got a full head of steam and you're going and someone's coming from the left or the right, just go for it, just dive right. for sure, for sure you should do that. NFL, if you're listening, dive more. <laughs> NFL, oh, if you're listening, dive more. What a all out to the league. We didn't have any other, like, you know, our theme last week was big injuries. I mean, I think Derek Carr is going to miss some time, is what they're saying. Um, I don't think of anyone else that's really, like, major, major that, that went out that we're, like, super concerned about. So that's good news. Hopefully that, that is good news. Down. And I will bring up Scum last week. I think it was we were talking about, you know, Thursday, Monday, and Sunday night games. Mm-hmm, I'm done mm-hmm. with the doubleheader Monday night games. Me too. Especially it's if they're not, to if they're going to be yeah. on at the same time. Exactly. Remember, they used to do like the first week doubleheader was an early game and then a late game. And they were back. Yeah, back. give me that a four and a fun. seven. Don't give me two yeah. six o'clock. <laughs> yeah, 
So they overlap. Stupid, and, man. Yeah, I agree with you. NFL, yeah, and if you're listening, fix these schedules. NFL, listen up. Fix the schedules. That's your <laughs> second That's your second call out on the Scum Machine Show. Don't make us do a third. We know you're listening. Someone out there, ha- like some intern's job has to be to listen to like every football podcast and make sure that we're not doing something like illegal. Right? So, yeah. So, what, whoever this intern is, first of all, come on the show. Let us know. We'll get you on. You can talk. And secondly, send it up the chain. We got some good input. Yes, that ghost intern that's <laughs> out there in the world, send it up the chain. The Scum and Shink show is ready for the big time. <laughs> All right, Shink, should we get into the power ranks for this week? I think we should. It's perfect. Perfect timing. Let's do it. And a lot of surprises, I think, uh, at least from what we had predicted. So. Some shakeups, but let's get into it. And as always, we'll go from bottom to top. At number 12, the, the one thing that shall never shake up is Scummy at the bottom. Number 11, dropping a few spots is Sneak. Number 10, also dropping is Gooch. All three of those teams are 0 3. Matt, after a big win, moves up to 9. Doug drops to number 8. Essie jumps up to number 7. And then our top sticks are going to be Big T after a tough loss. Brendan, do not commission at five. Ernie Fritz at four. Our former White Knight drops to three. And then we had to give credit to the two 3-0 teams. So, Ben, you made it. You won despite all of our predictions. You're the number two spot. And then Wade, the reigning champ, comes back to number one, where he you know, probably should have stayed for a little bit. An absolutely unprecedented number two spot for our very own at Smith Ben 08 at three and O scoring like no points and still is just, he finds a way to win. I don't know what it is. It might be, you know, we could, we have might have to research, go back into his, his history. See if he's just got a pedigree of always just getting it done in his life. But wow. I mean, seems like it. I mean, I feel like a lot of it is driven by Zach Moss. Just huge workload for the Colts. That could change soon. And, you know, I expect Ben to drop. I mean, we've been saying it, but we have to give him his credit this week. Can't just keep keep lowering him despite, you know, the lack of high-quality players on his team. He's mm-hmm. getting it done. So, got to give him the shout-out for this week. Good job, Ben. Good job, Ben. Uh, I am sad to see uh, the Alaska Nomad, Big T, the Grant Masters extraordinaire dropping all the way down to the sixth spot after last week. Was he in the two or the three last week? He was. Yep, he was. He was two, I think. Boy, brutal beat there. Obviously lost to 08, and so they... They might have. They may have switched spots. I forget where we had been at last week, well, but we uh, had we yeah. It's all right, T. You'll get back in there. Your guys will. Your guys will um, figure things out this coming week. It, you know, nothing wrong with a loss. Like we said, T's T's going to be in the mix for sure. So staying in the top six, staying in the playoff hunt. That's that's all he wants, right? So he's there. Is. He'll be firmly planted there. 
And then this week, kind of getting a little ahead of ourselves, we've got a lot of matchups of teams with like the same records or in the same range. So it'll be interesting to see those outcomes and where where the rankings switch up next week. But we'll save that for later. The darling think- so far of the first three weeks of the year has been Doug. We were talking a lot about is Doug better than what we thought, but he's sitting at one and two at the eight spot. So I don't know what to make of our previous proclamations with him or really his team. This feels like he's probably going to be in that six to eight spot for a while. I don't know why it just feels that way. Well, what's crazy too is he was looking like he was going to beat Wade. And then that late two, two out touchdown swung it. We talked about in the group chat. So, you know, that doesn't happen or someone else, you know, Puka scores like we talked about and mm-hmm. our rankings are looking a lot different, but that's, that's the game. That's how it goes. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. If I'm being completely honest with you, Scum, when I'm looking at the rankings here, as we kind of talked about going into week four, first quarter almost under our belts, the four and five spots, Ernie E. Fritz and Brendan, the do-nothing commish, do nothing I feel like they are going to have a lot to say about being back up in there in that one and two spot before it's all said and done, maybe even sooner than that. There's something... That I've got a feeling about these two teams that they're like lying in wait. And and maybe we've been, uh, I know I've been a little bit, well, is Ernie going to drop? And it's like, oh, is Brendan going to put it together? I've just got something brewing in my brain right now that that four and five spot with them is not going to be too long. And they should, they're going to be up at the top here sooner rather than later something is telling me that i mean you're absolutely right but we have to suppress them as long as we can i think the difference is in years past for either of them to get their first loss it's taken seven eight nine even weeks you know what i mean like we usually don't see them with these kind of records this early so you know some of the shines come off of them some of the league has caught up to them they still have really good teams obviously and they've dealt with you know, Brandon lost or not lost, but didn't have Kelsey the first week. Joe Burrow on Eric's team is, you know, limping along. He's not fully right yet. So there's there's cracks in their armors for sure, but they're they're gonna be there eventually, especially once buys start coming around and some of these upstart teams like the Bens and uh even the Dugs, right? Even though he's lower right now, once their depths get exposed. You know, they're, it's going to be um, smooth sailing for Eric and Brandon because they they have plenty of players to plug in um, from their benches. So, You know, Scum, you brought this up to me. I don't know if it was last week or at some point when I was like, when we're on the side having our private chats about mm, how – Our wow, super secret team, private chats. Super secret private chats. I was like, man, my team just isn't as good as I thought it was. And then you made the point, you're like, well, if you look at the points to and from or whatever that stat is on the on the mm-hmm, sleep yeah. line, I've had the second most points scored against me, and I'm the second least points scored behind you, it looks like. And then that makes me feel somewhat okay, but I want to take that stat and I want to apply it to Gooch as well. You know, sitting there at 0-3, yeah. he's our number 10 spot. 
He's had the most points scored against him by 30, and he's scored more than half the league, I think. So yeah. that 0-3 could be somewhat, I don't want to say deceiving, but some, there's it's a little there's some skewing going on with these rankings, with these records. And I think we're just and I think that's just the theme of this week's power rankings is there's 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 just not there's just something else at work here, I think is what I'm trying to get at. And I don't know how to, you know, I'll leave it up to the wordsmith of yourself, Scum, but <laughs> elaborate a little bit on what I think you know where I'm trying to get here. I, I just do. don't know how to say it. I absolutely do. And I think what you're trying to say is typically when we do our rankings, we're looking at a big picture approach. We're saying like these teams, we know Gucci's team is better than the 10th best team, right? But at the quarter mark, we kind of wanted to just take it for what it was. We can project and we can give our estimations as much as we want. And we will continue to do so because that is what we want. We love to estimate you guys. Of course. Don't we don't we don't overestimate, we don't underestimate, we just estimate. But we have to take into account three weeks that have happened and real things have occurred. If if you would have made me guess records right, I wouldn't have guessed Chase at 0-3. I wouldn't have guessed Ben at three and oh, but that's what happened. So we're gonna give everyone their due in this edition of the power rankings. But next week we're back to the norm. And I think the matches will also dictate that for us. Like we'll see that level out again. I knew there was no way that I was ever going to be able to get there. So I handed it over to my partner <laughs> extraordinaire and you took the words right out of my brain. We are one sneak always and forever. Anything else big is from parent. Cause I mean, I think it all makes sense. We we've, we've done the big overview. Um, who do you well no, I mean we talked about it. That's the power rings, guys. That's the power rings. You know, Matt got his first win. Love to see that little climb. Um Hesse, I don't you know, Hesse in the middle of the pack gotta love his um drive and his fire that he's keeping there going on. Uh yeah, that's that's the power rankings, and that's this week. Then that's where we're sitting at. As going into week week four, I feel really, really confident and happy and secure within everything that we've done here so far. As am I. Let's take a break, Sneak. Okay. We'll hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back with the matchups. This week's episode of the Scum and Shink Show is brought to you by the newest wing of the Juge Plus flock, and that is the Scumball Machine. Halloween's coming up, and we know you're going to be shopping for candy, not just for the trick-or-treaters, but for yourself. You're going to need something to munch on during these fall days as the night starts to dry in on you while you're at work. You're going to need a little pick-me-up, some, some candy, some sugar, and what better way to find out what the new Hot candies are then the scumball machine. That's right. All you need to do is send one quarter, 25 cents to Scummy, and I'll give you the latest and greatest for all your candies. We'll tell you which ways to go. We'll give you the reviews on your organic candy, your sugar-free candy, your dairy-free candy, and then, of course, all the old classic junk that you are craving and saving. So hit the scumball machine. And as always, thank you to Juge Plus. 
And we're back. An absolute must-have this season. I've already found my change drawer. I've broken the piggy bank open. I cannot wait to get my hands on a scumball. It's going to be out of this world. Don't let it pass you guys up. For real. I actually have a sore in my mouth from eating a bunch of sugar lately, but that's that's another story. That's worth it. Like I mentioned in the Power Rank segment, we got some interesting matchups record-wise and just for like what what becomes the story after those. So let's get into it. And as always, we'll start with my matchup. We've got the 0-3 Bijan Robin Scum team versus the undefeated number one 3-0 Gee Buttersnaps team. So I don't think we're going to pick this, but if I get my first win against Wade, oof, what a what an upset that would be, huh? We're not picking it, but we're we're not going to pick it. It 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 has upset of the week written all over it. Current projections are only uh, off by about twenty. We know uh, Wade's downfalls, but we also know that he's got players on his team that can absolutely go crazy mm-hmm. so if he doesn't get crazy numbers that's how you win but he almost I has to get like four to five zeros for you to actually win yeah. so Someone i don't know what to say here team. except for you better be waking up early to watch your atlanta boys in london sunday morning you got Bijan and Algeria, both in that and, morning game. Hey, don't forget Johnu. He's back oh. in the lineup. I'm Jumbo. Johnu over here. You got the full Atlanta. You got the birds of the bird. Well, we got to figure out a name for this one. <laughs> but anyway, I'm folks. A, yeah, I'm, I'm a dirty little bird. Wade That's wins. fine. The big yeah, bird's gonna win. <laughs> Dirt, dirty bird. Wade gets. Tomorrow back this week, Wade gets Waddle back, or most likely, so he's he's going to be fine. Um, this is a candidate for Blowout of the Week for sure. We're not going to pick that either, but um, it might end up being that. So we won't have a fun storyline. Wade will be 4-0, continue to kind of stranglehold that one spot most likely for another week. And, um, yeah, he's, he's good with that. He's good with that for sure, getting that win. You're going to go 0-3, uh, but you've got your running backs to watch in London, and I'm excited for that as well. Also fun storyline, I guess, you know, this is just, uh, this is the resurgence of Pitts talk, but two years ago, Kyle Pitts scored his first touchdown in the London game. I remember being up early to watch that one, so maybe his first touchdown of the year in this one too? Maybe he's uh, a London guy? Maybe he's a London guy. Maybe maybe if the NFL gets a London t- – is that even possible to get a London team, then Kyle Pitts try. will be worth having on your fantasy team. Maybe that's the only way <laughs> that he is fantasy viable is if the London gets a team so that he can score and be good there. Because as you mentioned, you've got the big Dirty Bird stack – John, who is getting more targets and more points or more of anything than Pitts, I think. So, I mean, what are you going to do, Kyle Pitts? Like I said it before, you are not good. And I was trying to be like, you're good, like last year or whatever it was after yeah. my hate. And then it's, 
I mean, maybe he's yeah. good at football. Like, we don't even know, actually, if he's good at football. We don't know if anyone on the Falcons is good except for Bijan. Yeah, you can't really tell. It's the weirdest thing. But I, I, I mentioned now that I talked about it and said it out loud, I want to see if he scores in London again. That would be pretty funny. But uh, to the Johnny point, just really quick, just to give our boy Sean, we we're, we brought back Pitts talk. Let's bring back Did Janu. Janu had eight targets last week, and apparently that was his career high in targets. Is what I read. So good for you, Johnny. Good job, Johnny. We freaking love you, man. <laughs> All right, let's go into a more fun matchup that might not be as easy to call. We got Brendan's hyper extension team at two and one. Versus Don't Puka the Bear, Jimbo's team, also 2-1. and one. Big-time matchup this week. That is a big-time matchup. Let me see what we're working with here. What do you got on this call, Scum? Well, I mean, projections and I guess your normal edge, so I guess historical edge would go to Brandon. I, I don't know. The question, I guess, is, is Jim going to hit the right lineup? combo this week last week he should have either gone full big brown or full big Tex. he didn't do either kind of mismatched and ended up losing so he's got a lot of depth actually a lot of young depth obviously he's going to play pollard etn but could he find the right mix of receivers can he pick the right quarterback that, that blows up and um can jake ferguson get in the end zone i guess that'll that'll be the questions for him to win for Brandon, he just rolls up the same guys. Uh, Swift looks like he's going to dominate the, re- the backfield the rest of the way for the Eagles, as long as he stays healthy. The Mahomes, Kelsey, Taylor Swift stack um, actually is is going great for him again. So, I mean, I don't know. Brandon's team is easy to talk about. Jim's the one that has to really tinker and find the way to win, but he's definitely capable of it. Honestly, great assessment. I agree with everything said about Jimbo's team. Tinker away, Jimbo. Find the perfect lineup. Find the way to get your guys in there that are going to perform at the top, and that's going to give you a chance to win. But I'm going to pick Brendan for the win here. Uh, it just, like I mentioned in the ranking section of this episode, it, I just feel like Brendan's team is is putting it together right now, and I don't see him getting his – uh, getting another loss here going forward. Uh, you know, we got the Mahomes-Kelsey stack finally connecting for a touchdown in week three. Uh, his receivers are always liable to be very consistent. I'm not on the full swift train yet that he's going to be doing this every week, but it's the Eagles. If he's going to dominate the backfield, he's going to be way better than he has been in the past, so Brandon's going to put him out there. So Brandon wins, and if Jimbo gets a win, it's the, uh, Jimbo needs to, if he's going to reclaim his white knight status, uh, he just needs to find that perfect combo. And like you said, you said it perfectly, either Big Brown or Big Tex. Make your decision, figure it out, put your all your confidence in it, give it a thumbs up, and that's how you're going to win, Jimbo. But my call, and it sounds like Scum and Sneak Show call, Brandon with the win. Scum and Sneak Show call, Brandon with the win. Next matchup, we've got Gooch's soft tissue rehab versus Doug's NBA grid than NFL. Gooch looking for his first win of the season. Doug looking for his second win of the season, trying to stay 500. We'll get to 500, I should say. Mm. You know, this I want to say... You know, go ahead, Scum. Hit this one. 
This one will be a tight one, I think. Um, both these teams we've seen big games from. We've seen not so big games from. Gooch made the big deal we didn't talk about. It. We forgot to mention the trade between you and him, so let's do that right now. Not a blockbuster per se, but you traded away Daniel Jones and a fifth-round pick next year to chase for Trey Lance and then a third. So basically a, a third for Daniel Jones, right? Like that's that's what it comes out to. That's what it comes um, out to, yeah. Gooch needed to find another quarterback that wasn't Zach Wilson um, and Derek Carr's hurt. So he will probably put Daniel Jones in the lineup. <sighs> Daniel Jones has been bad, good, bad so far this season. So if pattern holds, he should have a good game this week. But Doug's rolling out Tua against the Bills, which will likely be a high-scoring game, I think. Uh, and then we, we run down the list. I mean, it's a lot of – is most are going to have 200 yards and four touchdowns again, or is it just going to be like 70 um, for Doug? Is Kyron Williams going to be involved and score? Uh, down the line, it's those kind of questions for, for this matchup. It's not like super – consistent guys up in the line. It's a lot of boom or bust, I think is the point I'm getting at. Yeah. So I, I, like I was, I was getting ready to say, I just initial thoughts say this has got to be Gooch's chance to get his first win. He didn't get it last week and he scored how many points score. Gooch had to put up 170 points. Yeah. I think it was like 178. I mean, you're putting up 178 and you're getting a loss. That is very hard to swallow. So Let's say he puts up 150, 140 this week. Doug's usually around that same spot. So I'm going to give the slight edge to Gooch. And I got to say that Gooch has to get his first win because if he doesn't, he's in an 0-4 hole. That is not the hole you want to be in. There are holes that you want to be in, but not the 0-4 hole. Not the 0-4 hole. That's not, that's not a good hole. So I got to say that Gooch gets his win here. And it's... It's going to come, really come down – if you're going to really look at the – you kind of did the analysis of the players, and, you know, Tua's been on fire, and Derrick Henry's probably liable to get back into a better game here, not four as he did last week. You've got the – I don't I don't want to solely the reverse stack, but if you've got Debo against Ayuk, depending on if Ayuk plays, that's kind of like fun. you got who's going to be the 49ers receiver. Are they both going to be decent, or is one going to take over? Like, I don't want to solely the reverse stack, but it's kind of – I'm trying to do something here with this receiver. I see. Uh, which which 49ers guy is going to have – I get you. We've got a reverse stack-ish, Tua, and then Raheem Mostert. And then also, when the trade goes through, we will have the Daniel Jones to Darren Waller reverse stack, for sure. So Boy, We've got actual legitimate reverse stacks, and we've got secondary reverse stacks in this matchup. All of that's going to play a factor into watching this matchup unfold throughout week four. Gooch gets the slight edge. Gooch gets the win. I'm picking him, but it's going to be very tight. It's going to be one of those matchups that we probably are watching all the way through until Monday for sure. If Gooch does go to that dreaded 0-4 hole that he doesn't want to be in, is he blowing it up? What do you think? I don't think so. He doesn't strike me as a blow it up type manager. And and then you look at his options, like who are his blow up options? I guess he got Saquon and Keenan, Ayuk, 
Well, he probably keep Ayuk. Ayuk's young enough. I mean, he probably keeps Ayuk. He probably keeps Terry. He keeps Kittle. Like, I guess Keenan, but like, yeah, like Keenan and Saquon are his, his and options. Mostert. Yeah. I don't, he doesn't strike me as the blow up type. Maybe he does something, maybe like a, I don't know. I don't know. It's how he's, he's kind of a, he kind of is a, Mystery manager sometimes. You don't know what he's going to do if he finds himself in an 0-4 hole. I think the problem, too, with any team trying to pivot and blow it up now, especially just for, like, a quick rebuild, is all of the first-round picks next year are locked up between four teams. So, And they're all locked up between four teams that don't need – like, Ernie Ernie has, what, four of them? Like, he doesn't need Ernie players. Has, <laughs> Ernie has three. Ben has three. I have three. None of us are really inclined to buy older like guys. You're not, you're not giving up yeah. your picks for any any one that would be worth a first. Ben, right. same thing. Obviously, we saw what he did I mean, earlier in ben, his trade. And, and like ben we just said, maybe, that's nine say. of the 12 first-round picks and teams that just aren't have any reason to trade them. Yeah, let's tease this out, though. Um, and rant because that's what we love to do. Ben made a move that seemed like he was going to blow it up. He's sitting at three and zero. Still has like the bones of a decent team. He could potentially flip it and say, you know what? I'll just use the picks I got from the Taylor and Kamara trade and kind of go back all in with just a revamp. You know, not knowing what Taylor's situation is going to be. Um, Kamara getting older, like. Is there a potential there? Uh, you know, probably not, just because of Ben. But if he if he's three and zero, has you know Lawrence, Devonta Smith, Calvin Ridley, like Cooper Cup maybe coming back. Like there's there's something there, right? If he just makes a couple moves, I don't know. There is for sure. There is something there for sure. I agree with everything you just said. <clears throat> but but yeah, back to the matchup. We'll we'll pick Gooch to win, get his first win, and you know we'll we'll see if he can escape the hole that he's facing. Escape it, you better. Next, we got uh, Jesse's team of Scum and Sneak know nothing versus my team is gay, uh, Matt's team. So we got a two and one versus a one and two. But you know what? You want to see us know nothing, Hesse? This is the blowout of the week. The scum and sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. Yes, it is, Hesse. We know everything. Matt is going to blow you so hard, Jesse. It's going to be absolutely insane. Guess what? Herbert's back, baby. Got a weak matchup against the Raiders. That he's going off. Devontae in that same matchup trying to have to keep up. Oh, it's going to be just touchdowns and touchdowns because the Chargers defense is stupid. The the Buccaneers, your boys, Jesse, are going up against the Saints. That's always a tough matchup for Mike Evans, who's the only good player on the Bucs. So uh, scratch that. The Ravens, your precious stack of Lamar and Mark Andrews going up against the Browns. That's trouble for you. And like I I told you, Madison actually sucks. He just got a lot of work last week. Dalvin's washed. Done with you, Hesse. 
Thielen is going to sprain his ankle in the first minute because he just came off of a big game. So you're getting blown out, Jesse, and change your name yet again, bud. An absolute <laughs> evisceration of Hesse just there. Scum came full bore and took him down. I I love everything that you just said right there, you know. My team is gay. Old Matt, the South Dakota buff, the Plains Pirate. He is getting a second win of the year. His team is going to perform. He's got Herbert to Quentin Johnson. He's got – that's going to be – there's going to be something there this week. Everything you said about Hesse's team. It's all so, so true. And Hesse sitting at two and one is blinded by that record and thinks that there's some sort of hope for this week. And there isn't. He's going to get blown so bad. It's going to be messy and it's going to be brutal. Matthew is going to win, which means he's going to be climbing power rankings, which means Hesse's going to be dropping power rankings. And Maybe, just maybe. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got to say about it. That's it. It's so true. Perfect. It's just, just feels good coming, coming out of (laughs) my mouth. Yeah. That's all it always does. You know, it's like a relief. But anyway, next matchup. Moving on from that just terrible stench of Tessie's team. Ugh, disgusting and gross. Big matchup of two and one teams here. Big T is Jimmy Cook's team versus Ernie's Joe Marchero. So a lot, a lot to, you know, a lot of weight into this one is what I'm trying to say. Okay. It looks There's like a lot Ernie, of weight going on. Ernie's taking the, the strategy of he's going to rest Burrow. He's going to give him a break this week. And he's going to let Russ cook. Against the Bears, I mean, good matchup, but can he trust it? That's that's the big glaring thing I look at right off the board, right off the bat in this matchup. Did just settle there for me for a second. Talk to me about Russ. Oh boy, <laughs> let me take a look what he's been doing. He's been he's better been than last like, year. He had the big week against the Commanders, and what turned into a shootout. Otherwise, less than 20 points each week. I mean, again, Bears, the Bears look like they're ready to go 0 and 17, but it's not like they're going to score. Well, I mean, actually, the Broncos just gave up 70, so maybe the Bears can't score. Maybe this turns into a weird garbage shootout, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's probably, I think the Bears are going to score and show better offense this week, but it's probably going to be like 18 to like, 15. It's going to be a weird scoring game. Uh, but I, I I applaud Ernie for making the change and, and just not settling in on Burrow just in, and settling in on this team. I appreciate that he's playing. I mean, he made this trade with, with you and Russell Russ years ago. I don't think he's ever played him. And now mm. he's finally playing him. So I like that, you know, harking back to years past. I think the biggest thing here is how horrible Najee is. Now you got to I mean, hold. Looked, looked a little bit better on Sunday night. But again, Raiders defense, not anything that you're afraid of. So the, the, the thing that's 
I guess keeping Najee afloat though is like people would bang the drum for Jalen Warren to take over. Jalen Warren hasn't been that great either, honestly. So maybe it's a Steelers offensive line issue or just a Steelers offense in general, right? Kenny Pickett, again, did look better as well. Um, looked a little more comfortable through a couple touchdowns, but again, Raiders defense. So I don't know. The, the Texans maybe about the same. I don't know. As the as the Raiders, but just I agree with you overall that Najee's look bad. I just don't know if it's like there's gonna be a change upcoming at all. No, I don't think so either. You're saying that. <clears throat> no. Um let's see here, where did this matchup go? I think Let's go to T's team for a little bit because we talked about Jim needing to tinker and find just the right uh, mix, right? The right recipe. Tyler's in the same boat. If he can hit the right guys, uh, he can definitely beat Eric this week. Like he's shown that he can. It's just last week he played Josh Reynolds who put up a zero. So is he going to move Hollywood or give Davis back in the lineup? Is he going to be able to find, you know, is it a Damian Pierce week? Is it a Rashad White week? Lots of lots of options which is always good but you can leave a lot of points on the bench i think that's what tyler's struggle will be this week yeah he did kind of struggle with that this last week he's kind of in the same boat as jimbo he's got to find the right lineup combination to be extremely successful uh initially here again my initial thought says this is a fun matchup to pick that t gets his third win but i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna stick to honesty and integrity and give teams their rightful like we did with the power rankings this week give teams their rightful dues that and put the confidence that their teams are where they are for a reason and i'm picking ernie to get this win here he's just his team is so stout and solid i'm surprised that he's got a loss here but jefferson and chase even though I'm not the biggest Amon Ra guy, like they're so solid. They're so, you really don't ever have to worry about them. I don't know if you, is Eckler playing this week? If he is, he, he, he goes into that starting lineup and his team becomes yeah. just almost unbeatable at that point. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm giving the win here. And it's not, I'm not saying this is a slight edge. I'm not really saying this is going to be close. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I think it's just going to be a handled win by Ernie he's going to show us again why he's been so heavily in the conversations in years past uh, about being at the top of power rankings and being so good and so uh you know great at lineup combinations and trades and you know staying relevant so Ernie congratulations you get your win uh this week going to three and one and your team uh is just extremely solid and performs very well. T, on the other hand, like you said, find the right combinations. Get Don't leave points on the bench. Have the confidence in your young guys. They're going to bring you to new heights this year. And going out of week four at two and two is still very, very good in this league. And there are going to be brighter days and wins ahead of you. But Joe Marturo at E. Fritz, Ernie, Gets his win. I was trying to find another name there. I got to find another name for old. I've been calling him friends for too long. I think that's going to be my mission here in the next week or two to find a better or a new nickname 
for airing. I like that. Maybe we'll table it for now. We'll find it. We'll find it. Let's wrap it up with the last matchup at J- at Joe's Jacob 07 exclamation versus Smith Ben 08. What a battle of names there. <laughs> Just top notch. Premier. I love it. I uh, I was working on finding the name last night. It's still not perfect, but I'm just going to let it be because I don't want to keep it. Um, I almost got it exactly right, but I got this. I'm on the Capitals and the exclamation point, but we all we all know the fun there. We love 08 and I'm Adam 07. Uh, well, we talked about Ben's surprise 3 0 start. We talked about your. Uh, surprising 0-3 start, but guess what? Those streaks are both breaking this week because it's the upset of the week. Scum and Sneak Upset of the Week? Scum and Sneak Upset of the Week. Upset of the Week. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling I was gonna upset Ben. I had a feeling I was going to upset Ben, and I do. I appreciate everything that 08 brings to this league, but I'm sorry, partner. 07 is triumphant with the upset of the week, and he finally gets his win. And now I just need to find – I am I need to find the right combination of lineup as well. I'm in – I, you know, I'm not at the caliber of our White Knight Jembo, and I'm not at the potential of Big T, but I also feel like I'm not hitting the right lineup spots as well. So I'm going to do some do some figuring out this uh, this week. But, hey, I'll take the upset of the week. I'm sorry. I've got to get a win. I have full faith in you. We're going to start to see the, the little dip in Ben's production, I think. Josh Kelly hasn't been great as a, as a replacement starter, but like we talked about just now, Eckler should come back, and that really just kind of dings anything that Ben has in that RB2 spot. I mean, Zach Moss might be able to overcome that for both spots, but you know, that's got to come to an end too, I think. So TJ Moore maybe is in that better Bears scoring offense like we talked about against the Broncos, but probably doubt it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley have been have been off. That that whole Jags offense just isn't what we saw in Week One, so don't expect much there. And I got just faith in your team this week. I got faith in your abilities actually to to figure out that perfect lineup like you just mentioned. So I can't even talk about who you're going to put in there yet because it's not set. But whoever it is, they're gonna they're gonna boom. It's gonna be great. You get that first win. And I really am excited for that. You know, I haven't set my lineup yet. A little bit strategy and a little bit. I just I just don't know what to do. So I'm not going to rush it. You know, I have to figure it out for Thursday if I'm going to do anything. Uh, if I got anybody on that Thursday game, uh, I don't know. I think I just maybe Musgraves. But, uh, yeah, I like, uh, you know, the Lawrence and Ridley stack. Um, we got to assume it gets better. We got to also hope. I we I think we just all as a 
collective group of fantasy football players, we have to hope that Zach Moss just isn't good anymore. Like, why is Zach Moss <laughs> scoring 25 and 30 points? That's ridiculous. We don't like that. I don't even know if Ben likes that, honestly, if we were to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think so. my team is young, extremely underperforming. Uh, they don't score touchdowns. Uh, really? So that's my problem here. I think I'm leaving a lot of points. Uh, my players, you know, that my best guy really right now has been Olave, just being consistent, uh, you know, and Brian and big Brian. So I'll find the right combination. I'm going I'm not going to disappoint the scum and sneak show. I'm going to get the upset of the week. I'm going to get my first win. I'm going to knock Ben, uh, out of his, uh, top two spot here. and. Uh, I'm finally going to have something to smile about uh, in week four. Yeah, you know me, just historical Olave hater, but he's been very consistent to your point this year. It's uh, I saw a stat where he's got the most yards of any receiver that hasn't scored a touchdown yet, so mm. you figure he's kind of due. And if they're rolling out Jameis this week, I like I like that for the Saints passing offense. You know, Maybe not the Saints as a team, because he'll – you know, he's prone to turnovers and stuff, but he'll chuck it, and that that could lead to an Olave long score. So that should be good for you. One one last that thing is, I, it seems interesting. Calvin Ridley's revenge game against the Falcons. Anything oh. there? Anything where they they might want to? You know, the things didn't end poorly. I would say you know they supported him through his whatever happened when he didn't want to play. And then it's not their fault that he did the gambling thing and got suspended. So I don't think it's bad blood, but I don't know, maybe a little added incentive to to show out against them. What do you think? I did not even see that, think about that, but I love that point there. I think there's going to be, there's going to be something there, you know, in London, you know, Atlanta, I expect Ridley to have, a similar game to week one. He's got, he's probably going to get in the end zone, get close to that hundred yard mark. And that's going to be, that's going to be a good revenge uh, against Atlanta uh, to just show that he's still someone to be noted in the wide receiver category. I love it. That's a good call. I didn't even see that. That's going to be fun. A lot of, a lot of fantasy guys in that, in that early Sunday morning game uh, to keep your eyes on. Uh, don't miss it, folks. Make sure you set those alarms, wake up, uh, so you can uh, enjoy football all, all day, like freaking 10 hours. True. Or you could always watch the the Toy Story stream. I know Jay's excited about that one. We talked about it in the chat, right? Hmm? Never mind. That one fell flat. What Got was it? it? I didn't even, what'd you say? They're doing the Toy Story stream of that game. Oh, so okay. That's, that's Jay's excited about that? Uh-huh. Oh, big Disney kids? guy, nice. Jay. Oh, big no, Disney guy, himself. Yeah. He's a big Disney Jay guy? Goes to, Jay goes to Disneyland without the kids. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez. What are we going to do? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's the matchups, guys. Let's move on, Shaker. We had a speed bump. That's all right. I love on, speed bumps are there for a reason. On to hopes and dopes. And guess what, Shneek? 
I finally got some right. There he is. I knew it was bound to happen. Can't keep you down too long. I had CJ Stroud as a hope. He had a really good game, beat his projections, should have started for Jimbo. And he outscored even my dope of Josh Allen. Only by a point, but Josh Allen didn't meet his projections either. You know, I didn't have a bad game, but I'm still taking the win. So I sit at two, three, and one on the season. I love back, that. Baby. There he is. He's back. You had a 50-50 week. You had Javante Williams as your hope. I, I would have liked to see it, but, you know, in that route of the of the Broncos, he just didn't see much work. Only scored like 10 points, so. Missed didn't him, even but, get garbage time, huh? Nope. But in your, you know, you took a stand. You doubled down on Gibbs. You said he was going to dope out, and he did uh, as well. He only had like 10 in what should have been a big game for him. The, the Lions had a lead on the Falcons most of the game. Um, no David Montgomery, but Gibbs still just didn't really pop like people thought he might have. You want to um, lap on that one a little more? I would. I really right. want to. I, you know what? I really want to pile on and pile on, but I think I've made my point clear that Gibbs is not going to be good at least this year. The Lions are not going to use him the way that everyone wants him to be used. I'm sorry. I called this months ago, and it's not happening, even with Montgomery out. And Montgomery might be back this week. So we had one week. I mean, he had like 17 carries. I, I, that's like a lot of carries for a running back in this mm-hmm. world. But he didn't do anything with it. Why? Their offensive line is good. I, and his whole thing is like they need to get him out in space and, and get him to catch on the ball. They're not doing it. So, yeah, I can sit here and bash Gibbs every single episode. But you guys, have, I mean, I'm right on this one. You Give me my credit, man. Give me my hey, Zay I'm Flowers. Bad. no that's you get all the credit for that you're right i got nothing to say i was a gibbs mini supporter but i'm sure he'll have his burst games but everyone does right i don't know i don't know all right well we'll continue to watch that one very closely you want to kick us off you watch this, this week? Great. Interest. <laughs> oh, my God. You kick us off, Snake. Who you got All right. this week? My hopes and dopes this week. We're going to the matchup of Hesse and the South Dakota Buffalo. Mm, I like that. And... My dope this week. Have I doped on Lamar Jackson yet this week, this year? Uh, let me double check. You might have. Because that's your, that's your classic. No, I don't think so. Not yet. So you're doing. Not yet. All right. Well, week four, it is time for me to call <laughs> the dope of Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's notorious for being like a weird, slow starter. And then all of a sudden, he's got 25 points. But that's not going to be the case this week. We know Cleveland's defense is really good. Lamar Jackson is going to be an extremely horrible disappointment and dope this week and is going to contribute to Hesse losing. And getting blown out. 
getting blown out. You're getting that back blown out this week, Jesse. Get it ready and primed up, my man. It is going to be rough. Um, yeah, and my hope this week is Quentin Johnston. Mm. I figured you, you would appreciate that a little bit. Chargers fan, number number one draft pick. Big Mike Williams is hurt. I'm expecting him to step into that lineup and be very good this week. Matt's stacking him up with Herbert. He went and made the, the slow draft trade for him to go up and, and get him. He's playing him. It's all coming up aces and everything is aligning. Quentin Johnston is my hope for the is it Johnston or Johnson? Johnston. There's a little T in there, a sneaky little little T. Little, a little T sneaks in there, but we're just going to call him QJ. He's a big hope this week. He's going to outperform his projections, uh, and he's going to make Matt happy. And probably Matt's going to going to like go off about how amazingly smart he is about for this draft pick, and he's like the best receiver uh-huh. in the whole uh-huh. draft class, and better than yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. all the receivers that I have. And uh-huh. it's it's all gonna happen, and I'm and I'm ready for it. We need a classic, we need a classic Matt uh, week of that. So that's my hope. We're due. You're absolutely right. I I like that call, and I guess when we talked about like not having injury news, I totally forgot about Big Mike. And I'm sorry. I love you. I wish you. I wish you a speedy recovery. But I think the reason it doesn't feel like news is because. It was I have like a foregone conclusion that he was going to get hurt and miss some games. Like this is obviously a bad one, but um, yeah, you know you're like, oh, Mike Williams is going to miss time. Yeah, and right, like that's sadly how it's been his whole career. Yeah, I I know a lot of people, and you know, just kind of the, the pickup and player trends on like Sleeper and Yahoo. They love Josh Palmer as the big pickup, and he has been the one that's been playing ahead of Quentin Johnston. But I think we've all seen this story before uh last year right it was keenan and mike Williams were out so it was like oh it had to be josh palmer and he had maybe one good game during that time so yeah i don't think i think if anyone's gonna kind of assume a true secondary role to keenan allen it will be qj i just don't know if he's quite ready for that i would hope so i would love that as a fan but remains to be seen i do like the call i think they'll take a shot with him downfield that could definitely lead to a big hope, but um, spending too much time on the Chargers, I just wanted to talk that out because I think it's really just going to be a heavy diet of Herbert to Keenan, like we saw last week. When Eckler comes back, he's taken on a bunch of those targets. He'll probably have like eight to ten catches uh, whenever he does return. And then, you know, maybe some more Par- Parham and um, Everett makes sense. I don't think it'll be a true – Palmer and or Johnson steps up Mike Williams role. I think they supplement that other ways, but that's just me. Yeah, no, very astute analysis coming from a lifelong Chargers fan. I can see it going that way as well, for sure. But this week, he's open up. I think a lifelong Chargers sufferer is more what I feel like lately. <laughs> I think that could be said for a lot of fans. It's just uh, yeah. there's a lot of suffering. There's very small doses of happiness. That's true. Here's some happiness for Big T. He's got a hope this week. Yes. And it's going to be Jacoby Myers. 
Okay, okay, interesting. We talked about how he needs to tinker, find that right lineup. And I might do this a lot this year, again, talking about being a Chargers sufferer. Take Put a receiver in against the Chargers. Uh, Devontae is going to get his. He's going to be great. But Jacoby has also been great in all the games he's played. Uh, heavy diet of targets. I know we're looking at maybe, you know, Jimmy G this week, but even still, it's going to be Devontae and Jacoby soaking up the targets. Hunter Renfro is long gone. The, the Whoever even is there, like, starting tight end doesn't even matter. Um, it's, it's those two. It's Jacobs, and that's it. So I think Jacoby has a, a nice game, again, against the Chargers, maybe a big play in him, and T should start him for sure. Listen up, T. Put him in the line of the Chargers. Pass defense is atrocious. And always leave it up to Scum to pull out some interesting names on the Hope and Dope section of the show. And once again, he is hitting it. That is a fun call. Not a lot of people think of him. And I'm excited to see what he does this week. Good call. And listen up. I do this every year. And what better week to do it than this one? The dope for scum is on Hesse's team, and it's Mike Evans. In his annual, one of his annual matchups against Marshawn Lattimore, he does not perform well against him. There's a lot of history there. I think it starts to get in everyone's heads, and Mike Evans is going to dope this week. Again, like going along with your dope of Lamar, going, going with everything I said earlier, Hesse is getting blown out, and you're just going to have to take it. Yeah, going to have to take it. It's going to be nasty. You do always have a Mike Evans dope week, uh, coupling it with the Lattimore matchup. Crazy history there. Uh, it all it all just makes perfect sense, Scum. And Hesse, you are just in trouble this week. It is going to be dirty. You may not even – I don't even know if you really watch football, but you, may, you might – well, you might want to just – Take the family out to the beach or to the islands or where whatever you do, because it's going to be rough for you. Mike Evans is going to be horrible this week, according to Scum, and I support it. Doping. I mean, this has to even score 70 points this week. No. Doubt it. No. Doubt it. Uh-uh. Ain't happening. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Hopes and dopes. We're on a bit of a roll. We're gaining traction, and we're going to keep it going this week. We're always Let's wrap it up. train a churning. Churning and burning. That's what we do. Let's wrap it up with America's favorite segment. It's going to sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. Did we get it right last week? The Niners. Uh, yeah, of course we did. Oh, of course we did. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're on three a Absolutely. Let's see if we can keep this one churning. Uh, this one's a little tighter. It is the the Lions, I believe, at the Packers, right? I think it's in Lambeau. I'll double check mm-hmm. just to be sure. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lion, last time I saw it, was like Lions favored by one. So basically a pick them. Divisional matchup, always kind of like weird and tight between those two. Uh, you want to go first or want me to go first? I'm going to go first here. This is going to be a shootout. The Lions won on opening night Thursday. Maybe they're a Thursday night team. As you said, divisional. Uh, 
they only scored like 20 points this last week. They have the ability to score a lot of points uh, if everything works out. And I think it's going to work out this week. I'm going to say the Lions win 37 to 23. Ooh, blowout kind of. Kind of, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, though, like, so the Lions played opening night Thursday. They play this Thursday. They're going to play on Thanksgiving. So they have at least three Thursdays. I don't know if they have more, but that's kind of weird, right? Seems like a lot. That is kind of super weird. What the heck? Anyway, um, I like the Lions in this one, too. You know, I've been pretty anti-Jordan Love, even though he's he's looked pretty good so far. I think some of that might be like, I don't know, he's he might come crashing down is what I'm trying to say, but I, okay. I, could, be very, I could be very wrong about that. So let's say the Lions do win in a tighter one, let's say 28-24. We are once again on the same page with the winner of Thursday. Let's see if we can go 4 0, huh? I think we can do it. I don't know. It could, I mean, Packers at home, though. That's that's scary. That's the hard, that's the hard part. But they just come off that they comeback might. win. They've only had a couple days, all hyped. They might I, think it just, I think the Lions are ready right. just to come out and get there, go 3 and 1 and say, Nah, we're gonna freaking roll the score right now. <clears throat> hey, no, maybe like even Gibbs. Maybe, maybe Jameer even scores a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, changing his tune up just a little bit, just for the just for the Thursday night. Get it right. <laughs> get it right. Get it tight. I'm not changing my tune. <laughs> well, that's well, guys, is that head, it. Is that the yeah. episode? That's it. We're heading into week four, the quarter mark, like you said earlier, Snake, and just getting more fun and more fun. Always fun. That's what we're here for. Thank you. Love you. And we'll catch you on the flippity. Bye.
that, but it doesn't sound like we're going to be able to do it. But that's okay. <laughs> here, here we are already making excuses for ourselves. 